I'm Mario Munoz reporting for The Rio Grande Guardian. According to Dr. Joseph B. McCormick, UT School of Public Health, clinical trials will now include the population in the Rio Grande Valley because of new funding from the National Institutes of Health. One result will be a collaboration between the UT Health Science Center in Houston and UT Rio Grande Valley. Here's Dr. McCormick. The University of Texas School of Public Health has six campuses. The main campus is in Houston, and there are five other ones, of which Brownsville is one. And so we are administratively under Houston, not under UTRGV. And let me now give you a background of the clinical translational science. In 2005, when the National Institute of Health developed this plan for a clinical translational science award, um, I found out about it and I went to Houston and said, we want to be part of this program. And uh, they said, who are you? <laughs> and I said, well, we're down in the valley and we're, we're working uh, with uh, the population of people in Brownsville and in Cameron County. And we think we could be a valuable part of this uh, proposal because it's all about translating s science into action, into, that's why it's called Clinical Translational Science Award because it's taking what we learn and implementing it into the community. And I said, we, it's something we're very interested in. So they allowed us to be part of it and we have been part of that program now for almost 15 years. Um, and it was refunded for the third time by the National Institute of Health this year, just recently in July. And so this year, this new iteration of that award um, includes uh, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley School of Medicine and also UT Tyler, um, which has a medical center, a health science center in Tyler, Texas, not far from Dallas. In this new award, one of the areas being developed is for us to be able to do uh, clinical trials. We have for years done clinical research, but it's population-based. And out of that, we've published a lot of data, important data on the health situation here in our population. And so with that, now the CTSA wants to help us move from that kind of research over to clinical trials, which means being able to, to test new medicines with our population. One of the big issues uh, with the National Institute of Health and with the FDA is that a lot of the trials that are done don't include any uh, very few minority populations, partly because they don't know how to address them, they don't know how to speak with them, they don't know how to recruit them, that's right. We've been doing this for, now yeah, I came here in 2001 to start this campus, so we've been doing this for almost 20 years. So we know how to do that. We have a, and it's not me, we have a team of local people who go out and, and, and uh, engage our population. That's the way you do it. Anyway, now they're going to try to help us develop and expand our capacity. To do that, we're going to be working with the uh, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley School of Medicine as well. Uh, so together, we want to develop uh, and expand a, a program for doing clinical trials. And uh, this helps to fund part of that. Another component of 
of our involvement in the CTSA program is community outreach. And Dr. Reiniger, whom you know well, um, uh, runs that part for the CTSA, but it includes Houston also and Tyler. So this is now an expanded program that reaches, if you think about it, a long way. Um, and uh, will, and for us here, it's to help develop and expand our ability to do clinical research into clinical trials. And that's where we're, that's what we're working on. And that's what's important about this. But it's also a, an important one because it's, it, it creates a, a collaboration between the, 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 the Health Science Center in Houston and UTRGV School of Medicine. It's a huge grant, $37 million, because it involves MD Anderson and UT Health. But we are the only regional campus uh, out of all the uh, the School of Public Health campuses that is involved in this particular program. Can you program. save that $37 million, how much they're going to allocate for you? Uh, I don't know exactly because it just got funded, but it will be probably in the neighborhood of, I don't know, three or $400,000 uh, somewhere in there. And I, yeah, we've, we've heard over the years how particularly the Hispanic population does not get included in clinical trials and that's the pitch you made. That's right, that's and right. they know you're, this is the, right. the, the way to do it, collaborating right. Right. with you. And, and in fact, we're going to have the opportunity to, um, the, uh, the, one of the meetings of this new consortium, it's a consortium, one of the meetings uh, is going to be held next March, I've forgotten the exact date, here in the Valley, and people from NIH will be here. Now, those people already know our work because we've met with them before, but not down here. So they're going to have a chance to see uh, exactly what we do. I have a question, Dr. McCormick. What do you want to answer? What are some of the questions you want to answer? For example, we're working with a colleague in Houston right now, an endocrinologist, diabetes specialist, to look at whether we should be treating and can effectively treat people uh, to prevent their progression from prediabetes to diabetes, for example. And so we are looking at a medication that already exists and has been is very effective for diabetes, but now we want to see because 32%, and this is part of our research in the cohort, 30, we know 32% of our population has prediabetes. Mario, you've been down here a long time. You know that many, many people see diabetes as, as a fatalistic, it's going to happen no matter what I do. We want to change that. We're trying to change it now with lifestyle management, but we also want to say, well, maybe there are some treatments that can be done that will help people not to progress to diabetes. That's an example. We have, there is a colleague who does, who studies psoriasis uh, in Houston. She does clinical trials already. She wants to come down here and expand her work down here. So we're going to be working with Suclinica and others to try to identify patients who might benefit from that. One of the, one of the, the new things that we want to use for the research side is telemedicine. We are, I'm actually have developed a program with UT Health and we're expanding that now and with Baylor on telemedicine to the Valley. So another big issue in the Valley is obesity, which lies at the heart of many of the con chronic diseases that we see, such as diabetes, prediabetes, and even heart disease. And so we know from our, again, our research on the cohort, uh, 
Remember, the cohort is a randomly selected group of people from the, from the community. That means we can actually measure the, what we call the prevalence. How much do we have? 51% of our adults are obese. 51%. 27% have diabetes already, and another 32% have prediabetes. So you got start to look at that those numbers, and they're pretty high. They're one of the, among the highest we know in the country. So obesity is another big issue, and again, we are trying to address that through lifestyle management. I'm not aware of any drugs right now that are particularly effective to prevent people from uh, getting obese, except lifestyle management. Don't eat too much and get exercise. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds simple, but that's what it is. And, uh, but we have programs, diabetes prevention programs and others in our outreach. Uh, and you saw some, you've seen some of our outreach programs that try to address that and help people who really want to seriously address their health, help them learn how to eat better, healthier, how to get more physical activity. Walking is a great way to do that. Um, and so we have those kinds of programs, and some of those may end up being also in our clinical trial studies. Speak to us, if you will, about that uh, the announcement that Dr. Reininger made just a couple of months ago, where, which surprised a lot of people collaboration with the collaboration with UCD where uh, although diabetes clearly is much higher in the Rio Grande Valley than the rest of the state there's a downward trend here as compared to the state as a whole which is still got an upward okay. trend. So that's again a benefit of our cohort study and the reason for that is we started the cohort study way back in 2004 so and we have been enrolling a sample of two or three hundred new people every year. Again, this is a random sample, so it's a reasonable measure of what's going on. And when we went back to look at three-year intervals, we asked how much diabetes did we see from 2004 to 2006? How much did we see in the next three years and next three years? Lo and behold, we saw that in the last three years or so, uh, we've actually had a reduction. In, in other words, out of those two or 300 people that we have brought into the clinic, fewer people had diabetes than we saw before. So that is a reasonable measure, it, and it's a more accurate measure because when we bring people in from the community, we measure everything. We don't just ask them, do you have diabetes? We do ask them. But typically, that's what the CDC does. One-third of our people with diabetes do not know they have diabetes. They're walking around not knowing they have diabetes. And when, so when they come to our clinic, we say, do you, has a doctor ever told you or anybody ever told you you have diabetes? No. Then we measure and they have an HbA1c of 10 and a blood sugar of 150. We know they have diabetes and they don't know it. So that's another big issue. So getting people diagnosed and on treatment will be part of this, uh, this whole process. But we know that 60% of our population has no health insurance. So why would we expect that they would be told they had diabetes unless they were so sick they ended up in the emergency room somewhere? And that cohort that you, you study, you track, is in Cameron County. Do you feel, I mean, is it scientifically a good sample that would be representative of the Valley as a whole? So we have data from, also we have a component in Laredo and the numbers are almost identical. In fact, Laredo is a little bit more obese with 1% less, it's all within the margin of error of the same rate of diabetes. We also have data from Harlingen. 
And we're looking to, we'd like to be able to expand it. It's all about money, folks. I mean, we think this is an extremely valuable thing to provide the community. What are the big health issues? What are the risks in the community? And so that's why we think this is a valuable program. But it's all on soft money. We don't get money from the state or anybody else. We have to go out and write grants and get money. How big a deal is this? Tell us how important this new consortium is. What do you, how, how, how much of a game changer could it be? So we think that getting all of these institutions to work together is highly important because we can share expertise. We can share programs. We don't have to reinvent the wheel in Rio, in the Rio Grande Valley that's already been invented in Houston and in Tyler. I went up to Tyler for our meeting recently, very impressed with the kind of work they do. It's some areas that are very specialized, but very, very good. And their health programs are different from ours. So we're learning from each other, and, uh, and, but we can also share uh, resources, share ideas, share information, and eventually, hopefully, develop programs that help all of our populations. They have plenty of poor populations up in, in uh, Tyler in that area as well um, with, with uh, complicated health problems. They have more smoking, for example, so they have more cancer. We have less smoking down here, but we have obesity. Obesity and smoking are coming together as the two major causes of cancer. So. Uh, uh, so these are, these are areas where we can help each other by learning from each other and sharing our resources. Dr. McCormick is a James Steele Professor of Epidemiology, UT School of Public Health, Brownsville Regional Office.